Hey, it's Cam. Welcome back to another ep of This Might Be Helpful, and I sincerely hope that it is, because today we are joined by my man, Bobby Hobart. Now, Bobby is a gentle soul, but he is also ruthlessly compassionate with the way that he conducts his life. And this conversation with Bobby was particularly enlightening for me, especially when it comes to boundaries, which is something I'm not an expert at in any way. And historically, I've had a lot of challenge with that primarily because I have a tendency to please and a tendency to see what can be done and see that I can do it and commit myself to doing those things. But in the process, sacrifice part of my energy that I would rather be directed towards that of my choosing. And so boundaries are these invisible lines that we get to erect so that we conserve and consolidate our power. Because if we do not set these boundaries, the world will drain our power for us. Just like if we do not choose our career, it will be chosen for us. If we do not choose our relationships and how we conduct ourselves within those relationships, it will be chosen for us. And Bobby and I got into this podcast, hit the ground running, so we didn't even make an introduction until I think the very end. But I enjoyed this conversation. I know you will too. So thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. And here we go. I've always found simplicity is just the easiest way never to overcomplicate things. But I mean, you know what you're doing. This, this isn't your first rodeo. Man, but that's a good place to start for this podcast. We're recording, by the way. Uh, Great. And I, I love the lead. Just, just ease our way in, baby. In, like, simplicity is something that you should absolutely... Um, I mean, things get complicated before they get simple. And in order for anything to be simple, it almost has to be infinitely complex for that to happen. I've been mm -hmm. looking at this idea of like expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction, or consolidation, where you go through these periods of growth and it seems like kind of nothing's happening. You get tendrils here and there and new nuggets of information, but it hasn't matured in a way that connects. And so this period of nothing happening, but that nothing is the everything. And you have these moments where everything comes together and that's mm -hmm. this consolidation. And through the expansion, things get more complex because you try new things out, you pursue different avenues, you uh, discover the, the commitments and the devotion that you need for your attention and your time after you kind of start engaging in things. And then it's a matter of cutting away the fat and getting back to that simple state again. So like mm -hmm. you're always finding this process where you have to expand. And when that expansion occurs, you just have to build new systems to deal with it. Things pop up that you just don't expect, which is part of the game. And it's mm -hmm. this idea that instead of waiting for the conditions to be perfect, instead of waiting for this, this idea of having things figured out enough to start, I guarantee anybody listening that starting is the fastest way to not only learn about what you're doing and expand in that area, but to build systems that are in line with how things actually work because you can set something up but then when you distribute it it how society receives it and how they interact with it and how it works for them is going to be different than this thing that you kind of conjure in your mind whereas mm -hmm. if you kind of almost launching products without them fully being built you get to build them with society with that feedback which mm -hmm. is such a more direct path to expansion in, in, in the realms of business, creativity, monetization, self-growth. Just, just begin. Make it easy before you make it hard. Yeah, I think as humans, we love to overcomplicate and we love to overthink, which are two of the biggest resistance when it comes to just getting started, right? So like my big focus today, presently, I think as a creator, it's evolved over the last like five or six years, but present day, it's like habit building. It's 
optimizing your time. And, you know, it's, it really is overwhelming when somebody sits there and they have this light bulb moment of, I want to be more fit in the gym. I want to have a career that I love. I want to be in this place in my life where financially I can pay for the things that I know deep down mattered to me. Right. So you have these moments where you realize these are things that you want in life. But then we, we immediately go from, oh, I really want that to then, ooh, all the work it's going to take to get there. And I think if you simplify it and you align yourself with what are the simple decisions I can make daily that aren't going to get me there overnight, but they're going to keep me on track working towards this goal, I'm going to be in a much better spot. And it's been really interesting even like this year, I'd say even the back half this year, that concept that I just described to you at on a macro scale six, seven years ago for me was, I want to be a creator that has impact. I want to be a creator that people take seriously. I want to be a creator that has something to say and it's heard by tens of thousands or millions of people. And for years, it was just chipping away, just trying to find the traction, staying consistent. And the, the simple daily decision of me to just keep creating led me to a position where now it's just at a different level where I'm preaching the same things. It's just now being amplified because I found the rhythm and I found like this niche in content creating through TikTok and Instagram. But no matter what your goals are, regardless if you're a creator, whether it's becoming a better version of yourself when it comes to wellness and well-being, you need to come up with a simple plan that is easily attainable for you to do daily or weekly or monthly. And that is going to be the true key. If you can fall in love, we were talking about documenting the journey right before, maybe it was the beginning part of this recording, but if you can fall in love truly with just those small wins every single day and you stay patient, goals will come. It's just your ability to continuously show up and stay disciplined. And you can do that. Sky's the limit. It's just going to take longer, a little bit longer to get to certain goals, but you'll have those milestones along the way where you're like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards the life that I know I want for myself and I deserve for myself. It's absolutely true. Like It's funny how simple it actually is. In mm. almost all circumstances, it's not a matter of knowing what to do. It's doing what we know. But when we know so much, it can actually steer us into this, the unknown. Like The more you know, mm. the more you realize you, you don't know and you need to know. And then we wait for the evidence. We wait for the perfect like five-step plan that we resonate with you know, the, mm. the 12 step monetization, the, the eight week um, transformation. Like I just launched a course that was the path of discovery, but I made it in a way that is not linear because I am not linear. Nothing is linear. Like growth isn't mm. linear. How you learn isn't linear, but we're coming out of a very uh, linearly programmed society like you the the very strict parameters of, of of college and then rising through the um the social and the corporate hierarchy and stacking those those chips in a way that hopefully allows us to have a life where there is peace and, and happiness right it's very can be conditional and well this is the path but the way that i really approach all of this is if we can use curiosity and then pair that with uh with application because I, I look at leverage a lot like creativity that that's that's leverage being able to um pull something from the infinite realm of potentials and stack it into something that takes mm. a lot because there's so many options they're literally infinite how do you stack mm. that into one it's it's an exercise in uh decision making and and non-judgment uh, but 
effort is is very leverageable. Uh, natural talent is leverageable. Natural curiosity is leverageable. The more types of leverage we can layer into something, an activity, a behavior, a curiosity, a new field, the more exponential that growth is. And so if you can, instead of finding out what other people are doing exactly and following that plan, cherry pick, take a little bit of everything. Look at the yes. way a person moves at the gym and go, oh, I like what they're doing there. That seems different. That seems like my body would resonate. Or you see a certain person doing a, a style of meditation that is really like utilitarian and sensical and not really spiritual. And you really vibe with that because the spiritual stuff was never an aspect of your home life growing up. And so it is really foreign. Whereas like a really practical neuroscience-based meditation makes sense. You resonate with that. You cherry pick all these different things. Then you got to be proactive in their development. Like going, I'm committed to trying. I'm devoted to trying. And that doesn't mean once, doesn't mean twice. It usually means several times because the first time you do anything, you're not going to be very good. But neuroplasticity kicks in. Your brain adapts. Once it starts to get this benefit from those things, the ego almost kicks in because you see this refinement occurring in real time. You have these moments of growth and then the ego kind of layers that in as, oh, this is important information. This is good for me. This is good for our growth. This is, this is good. And then it'll start to point more and more of that information out and examples of how it kind of ties into your life. And it's like, if you can go deep, like hyper fixated into some realm of curiosity and continually see how it applies to your life, how it applies to your relationships, how it applies to your growth and how you can use it in a better way, you slip into the zone. When you lock into the zone, that's, mm -hmm. that's finding joy in that process. The, the, the goal, the final outcome is, is vanquished kind of from your mind because you're here mm -hmm. right now. It itself is so enjoyable that each muscle contraction is, is a gift in itself as opposed to looking on the scales later that week. Mm. My curious question would be is like, or my curious curiosity goes to how do you teach people? And I, this is something I'm really passionate about and, and I haven't cracked the code, but how do you teach people to cut out the noise that they might be internally creating within them to just do the thing they want to do, right? Like I truly believe in order for us to live in any type of a utopia or a world where everybody loves what they do. They need to follow like that inner gut, that inner voice that's telling them you should become this or you should do that. And we would live in such a different world if people were doing the things they were actually aligned with wanting to do, right? It is such a reality check for me daily that I wake up every day and I have a fire under my ass for the things that I'm working on, for the things that I'm building, for the, for the life I'm trying to create for myself. But it wasn't long ago, I didn't really know what that was. It was a big question mark. And I had to get through my own inner chatter to just say, screw it and go for it. But I'm really curious as to what is the thing that people need to hear or do to finally give themselves the permission to just go do it. And honestly, a lot of times to me, it's empathy. It's empathy of people are raised in environments and they think and they are the way they are because of where they were raised. Also to being the world that we live in today, my parents' generation couldn't just create the life that I've created for myself. We wouldn't be podcasting from California to Australia, you know? So it's also being really aware of, you know, the world we live in now, but I don't know. I would love to just see people just being able to pursue those things, which I think just would ripple into the energy, 
the productivity of the world, where just society, it would, it would look like a much different world. I, I totally agree. And I think that, I mean, even the idea though, of doing things that you enjoy, um, I don't think enough people have, have like hobbies and activities and passions that are just there for the sake of it. Like when you get addicted to getting better at things, just, just for the enjoyment and satisfaction of seeing yourself progress with something that doesn't matter to anyone but you, but that progression, like being, being positively impulsive, right? Like go buy a shitty guitar from an op shop. If you've been saying that you want to play guitar for your whole life, tune the strings to some open tuning and literally put your fingers in places until the notes sound correct. Like that's, that's how I taught myself guitar. I didn't have any lessons wow. with teachers I did for, for a little while at, in high school, but just putting your fingers in different places. And most of getting better at things is finding what notes not to hit. And so it's this repeated failure punctuated by moments of clarity. And through those repeated failures, we have more moments of clarity. And then we connect those dots. And those, mm -hmm. those dots are, are only there because the space between and that space between is just the trial and the error. I think that People need to be told that they are ready. And that's different from confident. Like confidence mm -hmm. comes from that repeated execution. But how do you how do you execute the first time? How do you actually make the decision to to take that step? And I think it's being told that you are ready. And readiness is a decision. It doesn't say that you're confident. It just says that I accept fear um, of not knowing how this will turn out. And there's an element of kind of helplessness in that, but I embrace my ability to to figure out whatever does come from this. And then mm. you do figure it out. And it's like, you don't have to wait to build the thing. Start building the thing. Like pull up a Notion dashboard and just start organizing your thoughts. I think that's another thing is people don't know where to start and what to do because they don't know what to do. They don't even really know what they're thinking. We can't figure out the mind from within the mind. You need to take these dominant questions and these dominant uh, ideas and, and statements, they're all repetitions and duplicates of each other. You know, put them somewhere. You need to be able to see them and drag and drop them and put them into different categories and actually see this, this framework that's in your mind. And it'll help you realize how much you do know, how many mm -hmm. options you could choose right now. And then it's choosing the one that makes you feel good. Like taking the pressure off of figuring out the thing and then making the thing, having a life that you enjoy. Like, all right, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to have a good life. Well, what do you mean? What's the point of that? Not so I can enjoy myself, but what's your end goal? Uh, make my life good and the people around me. Like it's, it's mm. not so focused on like, this is the thing that you have to choose, but continue doing things that you really love and you end up creating a life of love. And then you can pivot at any moment and it's not quitting. It's just adapting. Yeah, you're 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 firing a lot of cylinders in me right now. Um, it's also really interesting the time of year that we're recording this. It's December twenty first, and so you know this time of year it's like New Year's, new me. People are coming up with their goal setting and their and what they want next year to look like. And I I got a couple of things I want to say, and then I'd love to kind of get your perspective on just goal setting and like New Year's resolutions. But for me, a couple of things that come to mind based on everything you just said is like it's always a work in progress right? We get so emotional to, we need to have it figured out. We need to know where we're going, who we're becoming and what we need to do to get there. The reality is it's in, I'd say you want to spend personally, I spend maybe 5% of my energy thinking about the big picture. I want to become a, this high level creator that has a book, 
that has YouTube videos, podcasts. I want to be everywhere content is. You can find me. That's the big goal, right? But for me, I'm spending, honestly, it's probably 1% time. I wouldn't even give it the 5%. I'm spending 99% of my time, energy, thoughts on the present moment. What can I do today? What are the actions that I need to focus on this week that are just going to move me a little bit closer to what this bigger goal looks like? But the thing is, like you're saying, is like you have to give yourself permission to adapt, right? Six months ago, I adapted. I went from podcasting for five, six years straight to I'm shutting this down to go all in on TikTok. A lot of people are like, dude, you're stopping the podcast. Like, what? You know, this is crazy. And to me, it was like, it was like a flip of a switch. Like when I finally accepted and realized that this was the pivot I needed to make, I didn't overthink it. I didn't feel like I was losing something. I didn't think I failed. I didn't think my identity was changing. He was a podcaster. Now he's not. I knew that every decision I had made up to that point was getting me closer to where I wanted to go. And I think when you when you let go of needing to create a perfect blueprint ahead of time, when you let go of being scared to make a pivot because you think it's a failure, when you truly just live in the moment, your your goals and your aspirations are going to change. And that's why I've always been somebody that doesn't set. And you know, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. Like, I'm not somebody that really sits down and thinks about next year. These are my ten goals. Like, I'm internally adapting every single day to like, what are my goals? Like, two weeks ago, I was working out by myself for the entire year, and now I'm like, my goal is to do community workouts five days a week. It's always adapting, and I think it depends on the person and you know what makes you feel good inside when you're waking up every day and you you have your 10 goals that you know you need to accomplish in the next year but for me it's when i'm not attached to these emotional goals i'm so focused on the process which just allows me to pivot make adjustments and helps me just show up on a on a day-to-day basis there you are speaking my language and <laughs> there there be a, you know a lot of people that mightn't vibe with that as much because the goal is clarity it's something to work towards um it's it provides you a something that you continue to move towards when the um when the clarity of motivation kind of dissipates and it's replaced with with fog and uncertainty it's like all right well i I know where i'm going but i think you might be preaching that the neurodivergent like mind as well because <laughs> it's like no i adapt to every day things change so rapidly the landscape of my mind is 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 in this expansion that to have a clear and definitive goal almost feels like it's impoverishing you like well if i'm going there but I, then i'm not doing all the things and we can't do everything and we can have everything but usually not all at once but mm-hmm. it's going back to that thing of like using that enjoyment as a radar like really the more we can tune into the like the bliss that we get from from taking actionable steps towards the things that we enjoy that feeling when it if it diverges and and goes to a different area like i'll i'll have months where i don't put down the guitar for six months straight and it's all i do it's all i can think about it's where it's how it's how i'm writing it influences you know the words that come out of my mouth and how i structure things and then one day i just don't pick it up for a little while and I don't pick it up for three days and then two weeks and I'm into a hyperfixation on something else. And it's like these periods of going so deep in something that you get to explore the, the subtle nuances and, and hidden avenues of a thing beyond what it looks like on the surface, beyond what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of energy and those lessons can be pulled out 
and, and apply it to all these different areas of your life. But being lean and fluid and adaptable is to me the way to the way to live. And the way that I see my projects kind of panning out is continuing to follow that intuition, um, acting quickly, really getting in that habit of execution where once you really have that clarity, you need to express it, you need to consolidate it, you need to be able to see it, you know, on paper in front of you so that you can then kind of see what logic gaps you're filling in and missing pieces of the picture that we just, our minds just fill in with like, you know, you know, and on paper, I'm like, I'm missing some things, but acting on that quickly because the doubt will come. The doubt does come. It's, it's on your heels. And Mm. if it catches up with you and grabs onto that leg, it will slow you down. And once it grabs you, it's hard to get out of its grip. Whereas like you continue executing and that momentum is kind of exponential and the doubt is there, but you don't have the same relationship with it. You don't have the same attachment to it. You can actually flow with it, with that doubt being an aspect of your experience, but not the thing that, that impacts your decisions. Mm-hmm. What I, what I hear is when you're, when you're talking about the guitar, right? You're, there goes a six month period of time of you picking up every single day. What I'm hearing is you're giving yourself that permission to just lean into what you feel is right. And I think that is really important that after that six months, you're like, I don't really want to play this right now. And I don't want to play tomorrow and the next day. And that's fine. It doesn't mean that the last six months were a waste. It doesn't mean that you can't inevitably pick it up again. You know, going back to the whole podcast story, what I didn't say was that during that five-year period at, at year marker three, I took six months off. I had this hitting a wall, creative block. And then six months later, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up where I left off. And I did just that. I didn't overthink it. I just picked up and kept going. And that's like, that's all you need to kind of keep in mind when it comes to either trying new things or like I said, I'm big in like habit building. So for a lot of people, they'll, they'll come to me and say, Bobby, I, you know, I was consistent in the gym for six months and I haven't gone in the last three weeks. I don't know what to do. Great. Go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the next six months of being consistent. Just go tomorrow. And I think mm-hmm. what has gotten me to where I am today if I had to really crack it down to just something simple, right? Over the last six or seven years, it has been living my life truly 24 hours at a time. Every day I wake up, I just ask myself, what are those handful of things that I want or need to do? And for example, I have that to-do list right here. You're the second to last thing of the day, pod with Cam. And what it does is it just helps me not think so much about what do I need to do this week, end of the year, whatever's coming down the line. I'm just so hyper-focused on the now. And it honestly leaves me feeling internal peace at the end of the day because I'm like, I gave this day everything that I could. It's that uh, giving yourself the permission to follow those interests, to do the things, to, to stop creating the, these internal uh, resistance telling you you don't have what it takes. You just need to start. You already have that internal ability but then also being open to making pivots when necessary. Because the last thing you want to do is be, you know, I think people get stuck in careers. I've been doing this career for 10 years. How can I leave this and go start something new? It's like, there's a lot of resistance, but you got to do it. I mean, the best example would be Rich Roll. This guy was 45. I don't know if you know, know his story, incredible podcaster, the Rich Roll podcaster, the Rich Roll podcast. But this guy was 45, a lawyer, just got sober and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. 10 years later, he's now 
one of the biggest podcasts in the world, has ran ultra marathons and is a just a completely different person. So age doesn't matter, where you live doesn't matter, your career doesn't matter. It matters to it for your paying your bills and who you are, right? But like you can make these changes at a moment's notice. Doesn't need to be a new year, doesn't need to be a new month. It just needs to be a new day where you tell yourself, I want to make a change and this is where I want to go. Mm, and I want to I want to bring up something that um this this diversity and uh the really explorative explorative? No, explore it. Exploratory? <laughs> exploratory way sweet jesus uh we we kind of go about this um there's there's an element of of discipline and commitment but i and i mentioned this on this podcast before but i want to keep reiterating it because i think it's powerful and it's devotion because devotion is something that it's not like motivation where it comes to you devotion is this this pouring from within and devotion means that that you, you, you love and you pour that kind of energy into whatever you engage in, but that devotion also creates space for the natural inconsistencies of being alive. Like devoted to the process means that if your photography business, even if it's doing really well, you got lots of clients, but like the, the energy, the spark is like not there. And all your mind can think about is, is sound engineering or like getting into catering because you really love cooking. And even like you can, you can make these shifts and you can make these changes without feeling like you're quitting, without feeling like you're giving up on something and seeing something through. Cause there is no through, there is no finish line, like completion date. You're not going to get a test at the end of this life and say, well, did you finish what you said you were going to do? It's like, yeah, I did when I decided to not do it anymore. When I decided mm -hmm. to pivot, like, there was a moment a few years ago, a couple years ago where I, I just realized to myself, I went, man, photography has been one of the, the core aspects of you know, growing up and, and exploring and growing and, and developing these kind of new skill sets, but I don't want to do it for anybody right now. Hmm. I'm sick of taking photos for, for other things. I want to create just for myself. I want to have a camera in my hand and just go chase sunrises again. And mm -hmm. I made that decision and I had to set boundaries and I said no to a lot of people and I just referred him to my network and said, you'll, you'll be taken care of. I'm not going to do something else. I'm not going to do anything right now. I'm not going to do it forever. That's forever is an impossible notion. All I wanted to jump in and say is props to you because to do that takes a lot of really listening to your gut, especially if you have people that might be like willing to pay you for your time, or you see a great opportunity that, you know, could expose you to another massive opportunity the ability to create the boundary. I'd love to hear just kind of some of your, your thoughts on just creating boundaries. Cause that's also something that is very much up my alley and something that I help clients with. And I post about on con like through content, that is something that I'm unapologetic about. And mm. it's just the only, it's just so important to me. It is the foundation for me in my day to then go to sleep at night knowing I was in control of that entire day. I didn't mm. overcommit. I didn't say yes to things that I didn't want to do. I didn't pick up a phone call that I didn't want to answer. I, I, it's just so important to me. So I'm kind of curious, like even if, if, either in the context of creating that boundary in photography or just even where you are today, how important has creating boundaries become in your life? Um, it's becoming more important and it's certainly an area that 
I got to continue developing boundaries mm. because it's uh, yeah, it's it's been one of the more difficult things for me for sure because I have always been a person that can see what can be done, can see that I can do it, and will commit to do that thing in an effort to make everybody happy, in an effort to uh, do what I said I was going to do, and and be there. But through that process, if you don't install healthy boundaries, you impact your ability to love yourself because it's too busy pouring in a different direction. And I think that boundaries are require a really they require a decision, first of all, and clarity around what you want and what you don't want. You have to be honest with yourself of like, I don't like this, or I don't want this, or this is a drain or a demand on my attention that I simply do not think is high value enough. I, I know where my head needs to be. And installing those boundaries is something that, um, I mean, for you, you tell me more about yours, because I'm not, I, I'm here to learn about this. Mm, I love that. My thing is boundaries are what enable you to truly get aligned with your priorities. Without boundaries, you are going to get pulled in a million different directions. You're going to get distracted and you are inevitably not going to get any closer to what your goals are. So for me, it's like I have a boundary in the morning where I don't check my phone for the first 90 minutes plus of my day. I have a boundary where I got a, a random phone call from somebody today that was not scheduled on my on my calendar. Um, this is not like a family matter. This is just somebody that I know and I didn't pick up. I was at a coffee shop and I could see the phone ringing. I was working on something on my laptop that I could easily have a conversation and do my work with. Wasn't going to do that because I didn't know what picking up that phone was going to lead to. Uh, I have boundaries around work-life balance, right? Like my work boundaries are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. I can keep working. There's always more things to do, but I have a strong cutoff at six because I know my quality goes down after a full day. And I also know it's really important to carve out time to do community things or to have a life. And so those are just like a couple of the, of the ones that come to mind. But I think what it comes down to is you need to be very aware of what are the things you say yes to or situations that you're like, you dread being there or you feel like your time is being wasted or you you immediately regret committing to something you dread the whole lead up to that actually happening you hate being there you get home you're pissed off for a week that you committed to that thing like those moments tend to be the moments that there need to be boundaries around and it could be as simple as just learning to say no to things that you don't want to do um it's really hard it can be a skill that needs to be developed and saying no to somebody, especially somebody you love or a close friend, it's not easy. When you get invited to a birthday dinner and you know that it's just not in alignment with your current priorities or you just don't have the space, time, financially, you don't want to go, but yet it's one of your best friends that you grew up with, you need to remind yourself that at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. You need to be selfish because you're the one that's in control of not only what you commit to, but you have to be the you have to be your own hype man, hype woman, and cheer for yourself, but also like be mindful of what you actually say yes to. So it's taken it's taken time to like develop the boundaries. And I'd love if there's anything like specific that comes to mind for you as you're trying to maybe hone in on the skill or just create some for yourself. But it really is. I think like we talked about consistency earlier, right? 
giving yourself the permission. You're already, you're already ready. Take that step and keep going. What needs to happen is you also need to have the boundary to then create the time for these things, uh, which is going to enable you to finally see the consistency and see through with where the journey is going to take you. Because I do agree, there never is an end destination. It's just you're going to be continuously hitting a new mile marker. And then you're like, cool, on to the next one, on the next one. Mm, it's another It's another one of these, uh, I, I've been calling them parameters, not in the way mm. of limitation, but in the way of uh, consolidation and guidance. So like a routine is, um, you know, is, is a habitual pattern that you go through that helps to automate uh, behaviors that enhance your baseline. It's, it's automating things that make you feel good, that, that give you a better foundation. And it's gentle parameters in place that allow you to generate that, that energy. And uh, same thing with a plan and, and schedule. It's gentle parameters in place that allow you to more effectively guide your attention during those times. And then boundaries are what protect that attention. Like mm. boundaries are those, those kind of shields that they are you accepting responsibility for your role to play in the outcome of your day. Cause you know that if you don't decide what to do with your time. The world will decide for you. If you don't know what to do for your career, the world will decide for you. If you don't know how you want to spend your attention, the world will spend it for you. And mm. so you have to, be deliberate about that. And also so that you're right, so that you can engage in the things that, that support a holistic and comprehensive human experience. It's easy to work all day and all night when you are hyper fixated in that zone, but it comes at the detriment of other things. I'm all for mm -hmm. sprinting while it's fired. Like in the last, I've really been in a end of year sprint working like a psycho, but it feels like play. And so I've really loved it. But that comes with its cost, like less and less sleep every day. But it's like chasing this. Um, I've been in this mindset of almost like you're pulling something off right now. You're in the process of doing this. This is mm -hmm. part of your part of your process, part of your journey. And I'll sprint, rest, recover, sprint, rest, recover. And this kind of comes into. All right. So we have boundaries, but boundaries kind of we need to know what we want and what we don't want in order for that to happen. Sometimes in order to figure out what we do and don't want, we just need to try new things and say mm. yes to those things. Say yes only to say no later, if that's mm. the case. But also tuning into your natural energetic rhythm, seeing how you actually operate and realizing that if you go do this divergent realm, which folks, we have such massive exponential leverage at our fingertips um, I know I just touched on this, but distribution, we have permissionless distribution through the internet. You don't have to ask permission to anybody. You don't have to pay anything to anyone to get something out there. It is permissionless and it is at your fingertips. Now we have something like chat G GPT, which I don't know how, I don't know how <laughs> this isn't going to fuck the world up so completely. <laughs> And I mean that in a good way, but also, God, this it's going to lead to suffering because you can input prompts into this thing and it's it's not the best writing you've ever seen, but it's it's better than a lot of the shit that you see on the internet. And mm. it's, it's complex and diverse and you can put together any point. How is this not going to put like this whole realm of writers out of business? And so we have these things these at your fingertips and we can decide to complain about them and incite how disruptive they are and what this is going to do to the human experience. Or you can figure out how to use them to enhance your human experience. Mm. Because if, if not, then they win. You're, we're playing the game. So the game to me is to get so good at playing this game that you don't have to play it. 
then mm-hmm. you do your games. It's like mm-hmm. use these tools, this leverage to stack these finite games on the perpetuation of, of the infinite, which is feeling good, engaging in community, sharing wisdom, like love, being able to foster potential in people around you and benefit sentience. So use the tools, like you got to explore around. And to me, that comes down to using these tools to leverage your time uh, and leverage your attention. If you have any measure of success with um, divergent pathways and new careers, new uh, hustles that turn into something bigger, they bring with it a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't sign up for. I mean, you did, you just didn't know what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if you really struggle with with emails and, and being in gmail or back end of a website managing stock managing distribution setting up social media scheduling you love creating content but you don't want to distribute it figure out how you can go through the process of eliminate automate delegate if you mm-hmm. really don't like it see what aspects of it you you do like i don't like posting on instagram so i don't i text it to joe and joe my savior my boy he just takes it and runs and i love yeah. him for it and it's um, using this network effect of like constant collaboration because I am in this position of, a, of the solopreneur. So are you, the, the value creator, going through with your own unique experience and curiosity, taking that value, distilling it into something that people can hopefully use for their journey. And with this decentralization that occurs through value creators, um, finding people who you value their the information they provide you tools like chat gpt we are like building this this realm where people don't have to go through these linear pathways to get their information anymore it's going to be more decentralized it's going to be more divergent there is no going not going to be competition because it's all about valuing the the you resonate with whoever is distilling this information to you. And that's going back to cherry picking and finding what vibes, but there is no competition in the market of you. You said something that really struck a chord with me because it's been something that I really like thought about a couple months ago. And it was something that was kind of like so freeing when I finally understood this. You talk about how you essentially you need to, you have to do things you don't want to do to then be in a position to pass off or to be able to have somebody else do that. And it's really beneficial, not maybe not in the moment because you don't like cutting videos or you don't like writing copy, right? But then you have some context to how it works and hopefully you can lead or communicate to somebody else to finally step in and, and, and do that work for you. And I think one is you have to, you have to remind yourself when you're doing these things, you don't want to do that it's important that you learn the skill, but it's equally as important that you learn to distribute and delegate that skill. Let the plumbers do the plumbing is what one of my buddies says, which is like, if it's not something you're great at, find somebody that's great at it and loves to do it because it's going to make the difference. Mm. But you know, early this year, I was thinking as I'm building my business and trying to fit, like navigate that, why is it that I want to make money? Because everything at the end of the day, you have to make money to pay the bills, right? But I'm like, aside from wanting a nice car someday, I mean, I have a nice car, but like I drive a Ford Fusion. It's great. You know, like I, I can't complain. I have roof over my head, right? Like, like, what is it that you really want money for? And it was this warm feeling when I finally understood that the true reason I want to make money 
is so that I can optimize my life and my time so much that every single day I wake up and the only thing that I spend my time doing is the things that I love. The groceries are delivered on time. I don't, I, all the, all the tasks and, and things that I don't want to do are outsourced. I'm in a state of flow where my day is in my control and I love every minute of it because it's my choice to be doing there. Now, I'm not there yet. There's quite a bit of work to get there, but that's like what I'm aiming for. And I think if I can get myself to that, I will, I'm already living the dream right now. Don't get me, don't get it twisted, but like that would be the dream times 10. And I'm, I'm sharing this because I, I really hope that somebody hears this and actually it clicks for them of like, why is it that you want to make money? Yes, you want to travel, you want the things or whatever, but really break it down and get clear because I think when you get clear on what it is that you really want, it might finally give you that permission or that little bit of push to say, why don't I just go for it? Why don't I just try? Why don't I just see where taking that first step is going to take me? and Man, it it just has completely shifted the lens in which I see money because now it's like I just pay for services instead of me going on Google and trying to figure out what is my brand going to look like, what is the logo design, what are the colors. Like, yes, I need to understand it, but that's why I pay somebody who comes mm -hmm. to me and tells me, "Hey, this is what you're doing. This is what we think the logo should look like. These are the colors that match your energy and what you're putting out." Okay. Absolutely. Cost me money, but do you know how much personal time that just saved? So much. Priceless. Like you, you need that, um, you need that external perspective as well to be able to get, cause again, going back to that, we overcomplicate our own problems and we mm. simplify others. And that's why we can give advice because often you need to hear the simple answer because we go, oh, well, no, there's so many moving pieces. It's like, no, there isn't. Only in your mind is there this much. Um, we overvaluate our own busyness, which I now don't say that I'm busy. Like, oh, I'm so busy. Shh, I'm not. I'm not that busy. Like, I'm not toiling in fields. I'm not doing backbreaking labor. I mm. am in a situation where any idea of busyness it can lead to overwhelm and overstimulation. And that's my responsibility to bring myself back to where my feet are and take these next steps. And that's why we have personal you know, advisory networks, buddies that we can call when we need to get that clarity. Like I have my friend, uh, Mitch, dear friend, um, such a dear friend that I've, I've given him a stake in my, in my business and my company because he provides that much value to me. that I'm like, bro, I, I want you on the right. I want you here. I want you involved. And He's, he loves logistics. He's a self-proclaimed logistics slut. Loves it. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But in, because I have this, this the brain, whatever, and doing whatever it does, there are times where I just call Mitch. I go, yo, um, this is what I'm thinking. I need you to just stack this together in a way that makes more sense. Tell me if I um, am onto something here or if I finally become unhinged and I'll just throw it out to him. And he doesn't like, like Tetris just kind of fits the pieces together and then I can run with it. But I, it's him telling me that I'm ready. Mm -hmm. It's him telling me that, yes, no, this is a good idea. Act on this, put it together. Now it's just somebody saying, I don't know why you're telling me you're, you already know, ready, go. Mm -hmm. But we need that we need to express things to connect those, those dots as well. I getting a robo vac is, is leverage because now you're not spending time vacuuming. Like I, 
I hire a, a cleaner every few weeks because A, I want to support her. She does an amazing job. I love it when she's in my house. She does things with more care and and commitment and, and devotion. And she makes it a really beautiful, beautiful space. And in that time, I can continue doing what my attention needs to be doing, directing it in a way that needs to be directed. And there are people that will die on the hill of, well, no, I got to do all the dishes by hand and I got to, you know, this is my responsibility. It's like, if, yeah, if you want it to be, there are no rules. There is not a moralistic failure on your behalf for not doing something you don't want to do. Like you get into business because you're creative and you have ideas and you can put things together and you can communicate and you're innovative, but you don't know how taxes work. Hmm. Hire an accountant, hire a bookkeeper, hire somebody that is intelligent and patient enough to be able to explain to you what's going on in terms that you understand without you needing to go through the the, the burden of, of stress where your mind for several days is A, not where you want it to be when you're doing the things that you want to be doing because there's a segment of your mind that's stressing about something else, stressing about where you aren't and B, because they're going to do it better than you. Dude, the biggest hack is doing just that, is literally recognizing how important your time is and then outsourcing it to people like that who love it, who you know you're putting food on the table for them. It's creating more time for you to do the thing that you love, whether it's this podcast, whether it's creating the fire ass Instagram, TikTok content that you make or whatever it is, it's that. And it's also the recognizing that you don't need to be the smartest person in the room and calling up your buddy and saying, yo, how do I do this with logistics? When you give yourself that permission to be willing to ask questions, light bulbs, man. It's just, it just, it becomes easier because you no longer are stressing about things that are out of your realm and things that maybe you're not skillful with and you give it to other people to then give you assistance and guide you through that process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once again, it's important to have context to all these different conversations and you know, to know a little bit. I think it's really important to know a little about a lot, but it's more important for you to understand what is it that you really like to spend your time doing that you want to learn more of and then create the space to just do that one thing. And we live in that, like I said, we live in the world now where it allows that. You know, where you can hire a virtual assistant, you can pay for services, you can have food delivered. Like the food delivery is just a game changer. I pay $10 delivery to save me an hour of time to save me on gas. Are you, are you kidding me? $10 plus a $10 tip. I'm like, take it. This is gold. This is easy. Like, why did I not know about this months ago? You know? So uh, it's the services like that, man. Where I'm just like, I value my hourly rate very high and it's not something that I charge people, but like having it so high, it makes it so much easier for me to know what am I outsourcing? And what am I spending my time actually doing? And I might not be yeah. getting that hourly rate just yet, but it's still knowing like, this is what I value my time. And so paying a $20 fee to have something delivered to me or to get, you know, pay a bigger fee to have somebody do it for me instead of me struggling through, it's just no questions asked, got to do it. Dude, I mean, even I'm a big advocate of, I don't care what you do with your life. I think that almost everybody should have a VA. Everybody should have a virtual assistant. And I never even call my VA an assistant because I feel like that's not representative enough of what she does for me, what, what the role she plays in my life. I, I heard Nina, shout out to Nina. I love you. Shout out to Nina. Like this, 
year has been one of growth and expansion, but also one of you know stress and confusion and um, uh, trying to juggle a lot and still learning how to navigate pressures and how much of those pressures are coming from myself, but just having people that that got you, got your back. Like mm. Nina does does everything for me. It's easier for me to I communicate with her and just figure things out myself, but she will she will institute breaks when she thinks that I've been working too hard. She will mm. just block days out of my week. Be like, you've had a really packed uh, schedule this week. I've uh, taken the liberty of blocking out your Friday. And I wouldn't have done it for myself, but she did it. And then I would have a, have a day off. She said, you know, just, just a couple of days ago, she's like, I've taken the liberty of, of putting you on holiday. Today is your last day. Like today, us sitting here. And then it's lights out for a little while. Wow. Because, you know, I was sick a couple of weeks ago. She's like, we can't have this. You can't be sick. You got to have to take care of yourself. I want you to be... Um, I want, I'm extending the, the duration of your lunch break and just, just having that person there that, uh, that, that cares, um, and just a professional, uh, executioner, a professional actioner, like somebody who doesn't hesitate. There's no hesitation mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> like having these, there, there are streamlined individuals out there. I've had to do a lot of work to be able to streamline things. And I still am very much in that process. I'm not, I'm not there at all. Actually, I take that back. I'm yes. still at the infancy of, of streamlining things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because you're, you making the decision to give yourself the extra time off. You're so emotional to it because you just recognize like, it's all this work that I'm missing out on, blah, blah, blah. But when you have somebody that's outside looking in, they see things as black and white. And when you're not emotionally attached, it's so much easier to see things clearly. It's just like when you're, when somebody comes to you for advice, you can sit back and give them so much advice because you're like, oh, this is easy. Like you need to do this. Like this is the only decision. What are you, are you kidding me? But when you're in it, it's logical and it's emotional. So it's extremely difficult to actually come up with an answer. So having somebody like that who can tell you like you need the time off, it's nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, the right decision. You're just so emotionally attached because it's so you. And that's another big thing. If you can, big thing I learned this year, put people in place to coach you through these things you're trying to work through. It is a financial investment, but the accountability and the pure results that you'll get having somebody in your corner that is generally trying to help and support you will be worth the return on investment every single time. So having her or having anyone else on your team that's there to support you is just allowing you to grow. Even if it's financially causing you right now, that investment is going to be worth it in the long haul where you, where you go and who you become. And you won't feel alone either. Yeah. Part of choosing your path. It's a part of, you know, building and, and making that decision to not go in a linear fashion is you can feel alone, but you know, when you do feel alone, you're actually more connected to everybody than ever because it's this universal feeling. And it's recognizing that if you are feeling alone, you actually are connected to what it means. And it just means that your thoughts needed audience. Loneliness happens when your thoughts have nowhere to go, no one to listen to them. And you Mm -hmm. can say them out loud to yourself, but that feels a little strange. And so pick up a phone and just get them off your chest. And nine times out of 10, you answer your own questions just through yeah. the process of speaking. <laughs> yeah. Every single time you answered the damn question. <laughs> hey man, I got a question and I figured it out. Thank and you. I have the answer. <laughs> yeah, man. So look, I got to bounce in a minute. I got to go pick up my buddy from the airport. But right. do you have a closing statement? Dude, we didn't even mention your name. We haven't introduced you. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'll record another bit after this. And, and oh, that's hilarious. They, they don't need to know much, man. They'll, they'll see it hopefully in the title. But I, I, you know, closing thoughts, man. All I have to say is one is I'm really inspired by who you are deep down as a person. I think what you're sharing with the world is incredibly impactful. And I think the way you articulate things and the way you speak is it's flow, but it's just so pure. It's just very pure and, and it's really, really amazing to see. Um, but overall, just thank you for having me on the show. This is incredible. And I'm a big fan of everything you're up to. And even just from our one interaction outside of my house, having matcha, like I could just tell, I was like, I like this guy. And it was just the serendipitous of meeting you and meeting Joe literally like a month or two months before it was like, this was like meant to happen. But yeah, man, this was, uh, this was a great conversation. And, uh, I'm really really happy to be part of this today man the that love goes both ways um you are helping me become a better man and that's that's dope like it's that's 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 a gift <laughs> it's a gift it's a gift to give it it's a gift to the people around you um we will do this again in the new year i can't wait to just like catch up and see you know, bring it back together bring it back home after periods of, of evolution and expansion and mm. You know, being able to go back and look at a podcast and be like, you know what, I say this different now, differently now. Like I'm gonna, yeah. as as these things mature, it's really it's really special for us to be on this. Um, we're we're on a wavelength, and we are definitely operating in this new realm that's that's confusing at times and and changing day by day. And it's hard to have a plan, but it's good to have people. Yeah. So, I, the last thing I will say is the beauty of conversations like this they serve as capsules of where and who we were at these at this time and they only marinate with time so just wait That's these convers this conversation will really blossom into something beautiful as it gets older with time and we evolve it'll be really cool to to, to come back and re-listen to this and see where has we're at what our goals were and just it'll be really insightful man i got goosebumps that's such a beautiful sentence <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> oh man right. much love all right take oh, care appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having I'll me you. i'll see you when you're in la next all right peace brother see ya see ya